right, welcome back, Wrench Nation. Hanging out with you guys right here from the East Valley Institute of Technology, your favorite trade school. In fact, award-winning, recognized across, can I say the globe internationally? I think people in Paris know about the East Valley Institute of Technology. And the fact is, you've got an amazing trade program happening, automotive, chef, baking, and we are honored, honored to do the show with you every week. A big shout-out to KFNX. You guys hanging out with us on the weekend, 90.7. We appreciate you spending time. Susie, welcome back, girl. Hi there, Frank. How you doing, buddy? I'm wunderbar. It was hot out there. How hot was it, Frank? I don't know. It wasn't a joke, though. <laughs> I'm not, you know, my hair, you know, I, I don't know how many of you guys still put dippity-doo in your hair and keep it all fancy. I'm stuck in the 80s. But it was a bad dippity-doo date kind of for me. Wouldn't we call that a dippity-don't? Dippity-don't, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Ranch Nation, uh, get on to .tv, ranchnation.tv, if you guys have missed uh, past shows. Last week, we had Drew Alcazar, Russo and Steele, who was phenomenal. Um, I know that you guys dip in and out. Right now, some of you are driving, well, could be a Japanese import, early 90s, mid-90s. Could be a domestic. Maybe you've got a Ford Festiva. Something by way that all car people are passionate about. We get into the passion zone. I'm not talking about the Dodge Caravan that you love. It takes care of the kids. We That's all good. But some of you have that car you've held on to because you love it. But there's something about the ability for that car. To become a future classic. Yeah. Now, you guys, I just locked out all of you 68 Mustang people. (laughs) I get you. But a future classic. What does that mean? What car will your grandkids be salivating to collect? Think about it. Now, I think the muscle car in the 60s and 70s era, that ain't going anywhere. That's here. That's going to be here. But what about, I, I think about those uh, mid-80s Toyota Supras when they first came out. Those like, are beautiful. Oh. Now, you guys understand the dynamic of why we went to uh, sort of an import was, well, gas went crazy in the 70s. It was expensive. And quite frankly, I think the, the American market, we fell asleep. We said we made big, large, gas-guzzling vehicles. And we were proud. And all of a sudden... The Honda came on the scene. I don't know if you remember. Yeah, I do. Little CVCC Honda, little tiny Honda. And at first, people were shocked. That car never made. It was like Elon Musk and Tesla. Oh, Tesla's never going to do anything. And those cars slowly came on the scene, selling hundreds of thousands. So what's it take? Absolutely. Nissan Skyline, too. Bree in the studio. (laughs) I know a lot of you are Skyline fans. would love to have one. How do you get one? But what if you are driving something right now? You're not sure. Will this be a future collector car? A future classic, I like to say. A classic. I think so. What do you think, Susie? Do you have a future? Is your Toyota Prius, Susie? Not the Prius, the Honda Prelude. Oh, yeah. You got the Prelude. Yeah. That's uh, that's a future collector, I'm yeah. saying. And then we also so have on, the uh, Toyota Celica now. Yes. I think all those cars qualify. So if you're listening, we're going to cover... Uh, we've got a, an amazing talent, special guest, marketing manager, and event coordinator with ClassicCar.com. You've heard of ClassicCar.com. You've brokered cars. you sold cars. you bought cars. That's your hometown.com, ClassicCar.com. They specialize uh, in that marketplace. Uh, and we've got Rebecca Wynn, uh, who manages all that, puts that all together. And, and in this particular case is the event coordinator. Started something that was not on the arena. How many of you been to a car show, a future collector car show, where they had a fashion show in the wings? How many would you right now go? Take your lady, take your man. Hey, I like fashion shows and actually spend an amazing day looking at some eclectic rides that will be collected collector pieces. You were out there, Susan. Right, and that fashion show, when Rebecca gets on, uh, well, gets online here, um, I believe that that fashion show was actually attributed to the to some of the cars. I think they were matching some well, of the we'll cars. Ask we'll ask her. Yeah, because guess what? That show's not going anywhere. No, and it was amazing. That show has created a franchise, an iconic 
show, and we're going to get more details on that. So I want you to stay tuned until we get Rebecca on here shortly. Susie, we got to remind the people about a certain coolant temperature issue that they may have right now that they don't think is a big problem. Okay, what are the symptoms? Well, you're in traffic. Everything seems fine except when you're at a stoplight, a little bit of traffic, Mm -hmm. and your temperature gauge increases. Oh, that's happened to me before. But then you start cruising, everything seems fine. It's like that check engine light that goes off. That's right. It's on for a day and it's off. Nothing's wrong. It's off. Okay, I'm safe. (laughs) What are you supposed to do when that temperature increases uh, at idle? Is it okay? Well, probably not. I want to give you guys a quick tip. More than likely, you've got a cooling fan, electric fan, or for my big truck folks out there, you've got a fan clutch that's not working properly. That can cause an increase in temperature at idle. Do take that seriously. You know, well, Frank, I'm driving and it seems to come down in temperature. Get it into your garage. Of course, uh, wrenchnation.tv, we've got national garages uh, across the country that you can uh, check out. And then, of course, give us a call at the garage. We're Chandler and Dobson, Desert Car Care, 480-726-6400. We want to make sure you're okay because I've had two tow trucks this week, and it was like, well, I think I just need a hose. No, it's open-heart surgery. You cook the motor. I don't want you to cook the motor. What's happening in your world, Susie? Well, I'll tell you what. um, Would you ever want to um, drive from Utah to California to buy a Lamborghini? Uh, If the price is right, I'll drive to Poland. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this little gutsy five-year-old did. What? With $3 in his pocket. Wait wait a minute. Let's paint the scene. Now, the five-year-old was not driving. Mom was driving. Where are you going with this? I'm going to say this young boy who was being watched by his 16-year-old sister, parents were at work. He had a dream. He wanted a Lamborghini. The five-year-old had a dream. The five-year-old. Is he Snapchatting, TikToking? <laughs> How do you have a dream as a five-year-old for a Lamborghini? Well, he stole mom and dad's SUV. What? And he went, he attempted to go from Utah to California. Wait, stop. A five-year-old, A five-year-old Susie? took their SUV. It's a, all right, the wait a Utah- minute. Because we lost some people. If, so this is a real story. So That's let's a just, real story. What's the website we can send people to? Do you, do you have that information? Well, I'm actually looking on CNN.com right now. Uh-oh. CNN trying yep. to break up the nasty news with some five-year-old driving stories. So what happened now? What is he? He gets, he gets the, he's driving? Come well, on. Well, the Utah Highway Patrolman followed this driver, thought he was actually impaired because he was swerving in and out of lanes, driving about 30 miles per hour. What? Yeah, he pulled him over, and when the when the little boy Adrian told him what he was doing, um, he could not believe that this young man started to do this. Parents got called. He got home. He got grounded. Five-year-old got grounded. Five-year-old got grounded. What would you do out there if your five-year-old was driving? Good intention. He wanted that Lamborghini. He wanted it. What kind of punishment would you give a five-year-old that wanted a Lamborghini? <laughs> Seriously. Is that too cute? Does the story talk about the punishment? It just says that the, he got grounded. The prosecutors can also do something, but they don't know what they're going to do. To the parents? To the parents. I don't know. Um, but what's cool was that once the story went viral, a businessman in Utah who owns a Lamborghini actually took him for a ride. And that's what car that people do. That following day. That's what car people do, man. Yeah. So uh, Bree in studio is saying a good punishment would be take away the keys and snacks. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Maybe. But I wouldn't punish that. Too much. But I guess it could be dangerous a five-year-old driving That would be very dangerous. All right. Well, uh, another story for you guys on the Volkswagen front. A lot of you, we love Volkswagen. German engineered. Big cult following of Volkswagens, all kinds of models. You guys remember Dieselgate? You know, that was a big problem. They were caught lying, kind of uh, finagling the emissions. Well, it seems they're back in the news again. Which just means the penalties are more money. They're still going through the court systems. It doesn't end with one or two courts. Everybody's got to have their say. And the potential penalties could reach about $30 million per day. That's wow. 11, $11.2 billion a year. Would you, as someone driving a Volkswagen Jetta, would you pay a little extra to help that Volkswagen company get through that. Think about that. Wow. Because you know you're going to. Yeah. Are you diehard behind the Volkswagen to pay a little extra to help that $30 million fund per day? A little cheating. They admitted it. 
But you love your Volkswagen. Just an interesting concept. I bet you my brother would because that's all they own are Volkswagen. I mean, a little increase. Would you? Mm -hmm. All right. They, I mean, they still have loyal fans. Now, if I think, I don't know. I think if that was, if it was another company, would, would people be as raving? Uh, like fans. a different, like uh, yeah, after. Venue and that was a big deal. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was slick as heck. Hmm. I mean, they were able to modify while they were dyno testing. Oh, that's cool. They changed the curve. Oh, it's super clean, Bob. Let them through. <laughs> anyway, that's the uh, story there. I want you guys to stay tuned. We're going to cut to break, and I want you to understand these. Uh, the marketplace of automotive uh, passion uh, is out there. We know this. Uh, whether it's boomers, Z, Zers, uh, Generation X, Billy Idol people like you and I. What's it take to become a future collector car? Maybe you're driving one now. I want you to stay tuned. We got the talented marketing manager and event coordinator, ClassicCar.com, Rebecca Wynn, joining us next, Ranch Nation. Parts Authority Auto Parts Superstores, nationwide locations. You know, one of the problems that I can have working in my garage is parts aren't delivered on time, the quality isn't there. Well, guess what? Who's yelling at me? My clients, and they're likely not to come back. Well, the Parts Authority Auto Parts Superstores, amazing service, knowledgeable counter folks, a complete line of original equipment, parts that our customers deserve. If you're an installer, Get on to PartsAuthority.com. Check locations nationally near you. PartsAuthority.com. I want my mileage back. Of course you want your mileage back. And all the extra money you've spent feeding an engine gunked up with carbon. Your car needs its fuel system cleaned, and it needs it now. You need BG44K. It's the one dealerships use the most. In fact, they use BG44K almost 3 to 1 over any other fuel system cleaner made. To find a shop near you, go to BG Find a Shop. Com. That's bgfindashop.com. I got my mileage back. BG, BG. Nation. Get on to WrenchNation.tv and, of course, any questions about your car, Wrench Nation Facebook, or call us at the garage, Desert Car Care of Chandler. Uh, we're family. Our house is your house. If you have any concerns with your car, quick phone call or stop by the garage. Uh, if you stop by, well, with the current climate of COVID, we're probably not going to give hugs like we used to, but we'll give you some <laughs> spiritual bumps and a shout-out. Right now, we got shout-outs to Ian Baba out of Pizza Hut, Chandler Dobson. Bunch of mechanics like pizza. And we thank you for helping us with the pizza. Ian, Baba, Pizza Hut, and Susie, I'm going to let you introduce the next oh, shout-out. Oh, okay. All right. So this next one is Ethan Ball, a.k.a. Chunk. Chunk is out there. That's right. And apparently he and his friends actually have a YouTube channel called Selchies. Selchies. They got 50K subs. They're they're legit. Yeah, and I I know that this uh, I know that this kid uh, Ethan plays football. He's a he's, he's a, a phenom. Big boy, he's, yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's actually done some national worthy stuff, and he definitely has a career. Yeah. Dad came in for service. What do dads do? Well, they got to talk up their son. I always got to talk up their son. And he wouldn't. He, well, we we like it. He yep. wouldn't stop talking about his son, and we now we love his son. We don't even know his we son don't, yet. Yeah, <laughs> we know him, and it's so funny. But check out their YouTube channel. They're having fun. It's the idea of creative, and um, we we give them big props. Uh, Selchies, S E L C H I E S. All right, future collector. All right, everybody wants to believe they have something that's collectible, adds a little value. I can save it. It's an investment. I enjoy it. What's it take? Uh, the robust days of chrome and big blocks, they're still around, and they mm -hmm. won't go away. The American muscle spirit is not going anywhere. We can see that through Russo and Steele. We can see that through uh, Craig Jackson's Barrett Jackson show out there. And, of course, there are imports out there as well. But we want to explore the idea uh, behind what you may have currently that could be a collector piece in the future. And we couldn't do this show without an individual that really took a look at the landscape. Rebecca Wynn of ClassicCars.com, she saw an opportunity. And if you guys have not been to the Future Collector Car Show, which was out at Scottsdale, you missed it. We've been twice. A great show. And impressed. 
And it will continue. That's right. That's all the, how many of you have been to shows better. that were like, hey, what happened to that show? <laughs> <laughs> it didn't make it through the pilot season. But well, don't you agree it got bigger and better from year one did. to year two? It did. So uh, welcome, Miss Rebecca Wynn. Thanks for hanging with us, Rebecca. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And so you're, you're a car gal, man. You've been around cars for some time. Had it always been that way? Because you, videography, photography, uh, you've done a lot. What pivoted into this whole world of cars for you? To its core, um, I would say it really just stemmed from self-development, you know, a really big passion for self-development. Um, I was very career-driven, uh, so it got to a point where I started to to realize there was a lot of personal things I should probably improve on just to further my professional career. And, uh, yeah, so it just kind of, I guess, a domino effect and affected into various different things. So, it you know, everybody wants to be, belong to a group, a community, you know, yeah. have a circle yep. of friends. Yeah. Um, and when I was uh, really just focused on my career early on, you know, most uh, people my age, 18, 19, they're, they're all going to college. They're making memories. I was over here taking tables, making money, you know. <laughs> all right, wait a minute. <laughs> so we talk about this often. It's like a lot of you <laughs> listening. In fact, the young ladies, uh, big shout out to Chloe, our female mechanic in the garage who's with us. Uh, you just said there is no such thing as no if you can get behind the big H, and that's the hustle. Talked about that hustle was real for you because mm-hmm. there's a lot of pressure when other kids are like your peer group. I shouldn't say kids, young adults, adults, right? That are not going to college. Everyone's like, "Oh, you're going to be an idiot." <laughs> Talk to us about that hustle before we dive into this whole collector car issue. Yeah, it, it was rough, you know, uh, especially culturally. You know, it, it's I have three older siblings, and they were all fantastic when it came to education um, and other things, of course. But, um, you know, my brother ended up going to an Ivy League college. My sister full ride at U of A. Oh, snap. Uh, yeah. So I had quite the legacy to follow. And unfortunately, my brain just doesn't work that way. I just don't learn that way. I'm very hands-on. Uh, muscle memory is a great thing for me. So when it came to college, I spent a semester at PVCC and I just, I couldn't handle it. It was Nothing was clicking. I wasn't enjoying it. I was. I felt like I was miserable. But I think it's really because I didn't. I couldn't find my groove. You know, I have nothing against college education. I work with some great people um, from great backgrounds, but it just didn't click. So I uh, started in the restaurant industry. You know, hospitality was huge uh, during that time, and then we had the recession. But I still pulled through um, and did pretty great. But when you're constantly working weird schedules, you know, long days, it's hard to hang out with people who um, were my age, you know, 18, 19. Uh, and uh, so I lost connection and I felt like my uh, my men- mentality just changed completely. So it's hard to relate with people um, on that level. So I started to lose uh, my community. And in a, in a weird sense, I, I had this desperate need of wanting to find somewhere to belong. Man, you're, you're hitting it. I got I to speak for a lot of our audience because they, that is a startling time because they, they think that, all right, well, I'm, I'm, I'm following what I, I'm doing, but then, man, I want to be social. And you're, almost, you're almost alone with that until you get into a groove, which you're going to talk about. You shouldn't stop your hustle because of that, because there's reasons why you're out there doing that. And you do think a lot of youngsters are sort of parling out of that and doing things in the wrong way because it's, I got to hang over here and I'm not going to work it till two o'clock in the morning at the restaurant or whatnot. Yeah. There's a, there's definitely a weird dynamic. And of course, you know, everyone finds the right balance and sometimes going through the, maybe what we may see as a wrong path ends you ends up in a positive path. Right. So I just felt like, uh, this may have been a great growing experience because I built up this mentality that may have been different, but I ha- now have the ability to connect with people that are maybe not my age group, maybe not my same demographic, you know, have different interests. But at the end of the day, majority of those people have that core interest of automotive. So it was nice to have that icebreaker, you know. So that's really where it started on the automotive side is I found my community through that icebreaker, which was cars. Let's talk specs. Let's talk about stuff that maybe I don't know. Do you tinker? Do I what? Tinker. Do you get it? Oh, of course. All right. I'm not very good at it. (laughs) (laughs) But but you you get under the hood. And I think that's so cool. All right. So you you started transitioning and let's get to classiccars.com, which is a a big deal. Um, You came on board with uh, classiccars.com. That, that was huge for you. 
Definitely. Um, it wasn't my first transition into the automotive industry. Um, it, it all kind of led from a bunch of side hustles. So I had my main hustle, which was working in the restaurant industry. And then my side hustles was, well, I, I love this industry and this community, this, this car community, but I wanted to be impactful. I didn't want to be a bystander. Oh. So I started putting together little meets that ended up growing into car shows that ended up growing into connecting with Roger over at uh, ClassicCars.com, the CEO. But before that, um, I was thankful that social media exists because the CEO of K-Sport USA and Voodoo 13 USA, that's an um, aftermarket suspension com- company um, located in Mesa, they took a chance on me. I had, had no experience in the automotive industry, no experience in marketing, but they had a marketing position open. But they saw what I was doing on my side hustle and gave me a chance. So I worked there for about a year and a half that eventually transitioned to digital marketing with ClassicCars.com in conjunction with, um, you know, event coordination. That's awesome. So you listening, you, you, you think that side hustle is just supplementing what you thought is your main driving goal. I want to be a lawyer, but the side hustle becomes your passionate vibe and permanent hustle. That's what you said. And I love that. Absolutely. And again, it just stems from really having a passion for self-development. I didn't know that automotive was something I was excited about without having that first initial understanding that, hey, I want to be part of a community. How do I do that? And I want to be impactful. I want to help people and I want to just be a part of anything that is positive, you know, so. And don't you think that that uh, restaurant experience just made you so much more versatile? Definitely. Because I'm listening to you and I'm thinking, (laughs) oh my gosh, I lived that same life and I'm much older than you and I'm in automotive now. (laughs) It's fantastic. It's crazy what the journey will, it's got twists and turns. It's like, you know, some of the best tracks. Yeah. (laughs) So there are a lot of garages now hiring. So if you're in the (laughs) restaurant business, uh, just know that there is a true shortage uh, in the automotive industry that way. So um, you went over, you now uh, are doing a bunch of uh, great marketing uh, but I want to actually get back to the car shows and the meets that you created. Let's get let's get some Instagram stuff out for people because we want to we want to send people your way. Tell us about the current meets. We'll definitely talk about FCCS. Mm-hmm. Are there any other meets that uh, folks? Yeah. Okay. We we're definitely putting together you know our monthly meets. Um, they were focused on I wouldn't say quality over quantity, but more so we wanted to do a focus group. We didn't want to focus on how many people can we bring out and how can we you know essentially benefit from it. You know, we really wanted to get our conversation across. So we started doing some monthly meets, but the way it works is uh, we have a host and the host is someone in the local community has maybe no ties to us other than we know them. We know that they have a passion for the, the automotive world. It doesn't matter what level. And we give them our space and say, Hey, invite 20 people. We'll host them. We'll provide refreshments We'll talk about, you know, what ClassicCars.com does, but the focus is this is your network of people, you know, and we want to host them and, and really just show them that the passion is there and we support the passion. So we started doing those, but because of COVID, we got it on hold and it's also extremely hot in Arizona. Um, and then in addition, of course, we're doing FCCS and uh, we have some big announcements about that, actually. Um, we're going to get to the announcement. Let's talk about this future uh, collector, uh, vehicle, mm-hmm. give, give us a broad stroke. I know that there's, there's deeper definitions. There's Insta classics that we're going to, uh, collectibles or classics. Instant classics. Yeah. yeah. Classics. Um, what determines uh, a future collector car? If we can start with that, that may be a, the, the easiest a- way to explain it, I think is just think of that car as a physical extension of what you vision as a legacy. Or, or some sort of heritage piece. Because as of late, in my opinion, I've noticed that people are more driven by heritage and what establishes them in as a part of the legacy of that, potentially that manufacturer. Um, and a lot of that stems from their community. You know, it's, it's an opinion-based um, value, in my opinion. Uh, and when you're heavily involved in that community, you start to see that, you start to feel it, and you can't erase that feeling. Once you make that connection with that vehicle on the legacy factor and that this is something that you're going to pass on or it's something that you want to tell about it to another person, another car car person, um, that's that's not a feeling that you can let go. It's, it's almost like you're attached. It's, it's there. Um, and that's where I think the value of what a fl- future collector car really stems from. Yeah. And just so you guys know, we got Rebecca Wynn 
uh, marketing uh, director of uh, ClassicCars.com, and of course, uh, pioneering the many of you have uh, texted in, uh, what is FCCS? Uh, go ahead, Rebecca, what is FCCS? So FCCS stands for Future Collector Car Show, um, originally known as, as the Future Classic Car Show, but we uh, made that adjustment. And Which is cool. I mean, you paid it. You probably did a little debriefing afterwards. Absolutely. You know, when it comes to hospitality, you have to be flexible. Yeah, and right. I feel that the Future Collector Car Show has been so successful because that's our number one goal is to be hospitable. Because I love that. It, it's one of the reasons why I started working with ClassicCars.com and we established this Future Collector Car Show is because I was going to so many events and I just felt out of place. I felt uncomfortable. I just didn't feel like the event organizers were hospitable. And coming from a restaurant background, that's the number one thing that we focus on is hospitality. And I really truly value the experience that people take away from that versus, you know, you guys should be thankful that we're putting the event on. It's more, I'm thankful that you're here. That you're giving me the time of day to be a part of wow, this. Wow, that's powerful. That Susie. is powerful. How many of you listening now have a car that you feel like, oh, I can't take that to that show? Yep. Uh, we're going to paint the picture a little more for you. What that FCCS show, give us a hashtag for F FCCS. Yeah, it's is just it? half, hashtag FCCS. Um, you can put the uh, date on it as well. So sometimes it's 2020, 2021. We're working on 2021. So let's use that one. I want you guys to get on it <laughs> right now, you Instagrammies. Uh, hashtag F, as in Frank, CCS. You can go to 20, uh, 21, 19. Go back in time. While we cut to break, I want you guys to check out what this is all about, what the buzz is about. We're going to dive into more future collector cars. Hang tight, Ranch Nation. Bolt-On Technologies, automotive software solutions. Auto repair shops that have Bolt-On Technologies software provide customer vehicle condition reports, including photos and text, real-time digital reports, multi-point inspections, estimates, and repair information at your fingertips. Info at boltontechnology.com. Vision collision. God forbid you get into an accident or you get a little bumper, fender, bender, slide, or even if you've got that shopping cart that ends up scratching the side of your newer ride. My friends at Vision Collision, they're certified. They deal with insurance companies, but also what I really like is they were able to deal with my situation. I didn't want to exercise my insurance. And I paid out of pocket and they gave me a very fair price with quality work. So for any complete auto body paint and repair, you want that small business, the heart of business that treats you one-on-one. -on -one. Vision Collision, 480-248-9049, visioncollision.com. When you're thinking about body shop or collision work, paint repair, dent repairs, collision, wheel restoration, Vision Collision is the way to go. Tell them Frank at Wrench Nation sent you, 480-248-9049, 480-248-9049, Vision Collision. TV people head on over there. You've got over 190 shows. You name it. Uh, Tony Dow from uh, Leave It to Beaver, his 50-year reunion with the Corvair. Uh, honored also to have uh, Princess uh, Vedita Singh uh, from uh, Barwani, India, with her automotive art collection. That's up there. We've had several NHRA drivers. I always can't pronounce that, Susie. NHRA. <laughs> uh, but today we're talking about those uh, future collector cars. Do you think you have? A future collector car? I'd like to know. Get on a Facebook, Wrench Nation. Let me know. Give us a picture. We'd like to see it. And more importantly, we'd like to let you know, hashtag F, as in Frank, C, CS, Future Collector Car Show, all over Instagram. Check that out because we're talking about that right now. Some of you are saying, well, Frank, we kind of know this already, but where do we go? Or head on over to ClassicCars.com. We've got uh, the talented marketing manager and event coordinator of ClassicCars.com and FCCS, Miss Rebecca Wynn. You're inspirational, but Rebecca, you got a little goosebump action, <laughs> which is awesome. Yep. I think we needed to hear this. Yes. How many of you get ready to give up? Because it's not happening. It's delayed. We give up on ourselves. 
Uh, Rebecca, before we dive in more, because I think this is important. Car people are like this. We got a lot of youngsters listening. Did you ever think about giving up and saying, you know what, I best go to college? I, I definitely did, of course. Of course. Always weighing options because the the path is never determined. And it's no fun if it is anyways, right? Um, so, yeah, I didn't. There's, I mean, even to this day, you know, I'm 30 now. Um, and uh, I still think of maybe there's an opportunity for me to go back. If I can't learn it on my own, I, I do trust the professionals, right? Um, so, but I don't want to call it giving up. You know, it's just an adjustment of perspective. You know, I, I need a, an adjustment and I need to solve a problem. So how do I do it? It's really just problem solving. And giving yourself time to breathe and also maybe walking away sometimes, guys. Um, you, you may be just too stressed out because you're taking on too much of the wrong thing. Hustle doesn't mean you take everything at you. Hustle means you understand and can identify choosing your battles. Right. Working smarter, not harder. Remember that. Choose your battles. Don't wait till you're 40. <laughs> that's true you're divorced no i'm not knocking divorce it seems like that's a common mantra. maybe i've been married 30 years sorry i'm a rarity maybe that didn't make sense but i'm saying just don't do a life and then at 40 45 you question and oh god what did i do right it's okay take a deep breath just like that favorite build of well a 280z talk about the 280z the super all those cars paint a picture rebecca about your first future collector car show out there in Scottsdale. Oh man. Uh, so you were stressed first out. one. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Super stressed. Um, I was very thankful because what year was it? Uh, 2016. Okay. So how many, how many cars? We've done Paint five the picture. total. Um, it was about 120 cars. All right. And uh, we had no idea what we're doing because that's, it's great to learn that way. Um, <laughs> you just knew enough that we can't let cars hit each other. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, you know, there was a, a mutual trust with everyone that was participating, the the sponsors, the venue, um, and, of course, the people. There was a mutual trust. And it's weird because that trust was unspoken. It's just something you develop over the years, you know. So, um, you know, the majority of the people that showed up, which, you know, to this day, the majority of people that do show up, they're all friends of mine. I like to call them all friends, acquaintances, um, so that's, I think, where the mutual respect really started. So, yeah, it was stressful. Um, we, we did it without a hitch. Uh, very simplistic styles because the way I always do things, if I'm going to do it for the first time, keep it simple. Yeah. Execution is key. Absolutely. You, so. you, didn't, you were out there trying to call the Rolls Royce Club at Beverly Hills. <laughs> Definitely not. Yeah. There's, well, there's what kind of cars? Give us an idea. Of- so we had anything from, you know, Nissans, you know, 240s uh, built for drift. Some of them were, you know, show cars, stand style. Uh, we had Subarus out there, you know, Mustangs, Camaros, Corvettes, a little bit of everything. Anything from 1975 to, to, to present. Um and you, you're looking at anything that's highly modified. We had a couple of uh, patina cars out there too, you know, and then a couple that had the mirror finish type of, um, you know, detail. You can definitely tell they invested in some good detail products. Um, and it was a it was very eclectic because in this day and age, I, I do feel that our generation with the way that we consume information, the, the way the internet is, we are allowed to be eclectic because there's it's such it's such an easy way to absorb information and be passionate about various makes and models. I, I even myself, I'm passionate about all kinds of cars. You know, I, I own a Subaru, but I daily drive a Toyota Tacoma, and I've got a Ducati in the in the garage too. So I like Italian. I like uh, imports. Uh, my boyfriend's a big Ford guy. I've got friends that love BMWs. You know, so it's all over the place, and I that's the way I like it. Here's a quote by uh, Roger Falcioni, uh, which we've had Roger on the show. He's the CEO of ClassicCars.com. Uh, by the way, FutureCollectorCarshow.com. Please, people, get on there. The gallery is just, it'll paint the picture about what uh, kind of cars were there. Uh, Roger's been quoted here. We are greatly encouraged by the enthusiasm that the car owners and the attendees have for these vehicles. The future of the classic car hobby is in good hands. Do you think we worry? Do you think there's a set of baby boomers out there that are, you know, not in the business per se, but maybe saying, you know, I don't see as many cars? We, we ask a lot of our guests some hashtag fake news, which suggests that the car show and car culture is going away. Rebecca, no. Definitely not. If anything, they've become more diverse, uh, more impactful, um, especially with the use of, you know, social media, the Internet in general. They share their passion much faster um, and more effectively. You know, we got YouTube channels that, you know, you can walk through someone's uh, a 
car life, you know? And uh, so I, I definitely don't agree with it, of course. You know, that's why the show is so su- successful is because our, our generation, um, millennials, Gen Xers, they're ready for it. Um, I have a cousin that is passionate about cars and he's 13 and we just drove to Tucson to try and buy him his first car, a Miata. So right. it, it is I, there. Who would have thought? <laughs> I mean, Miata's a great, without killing the bank, like mm-hmm. you may on, on some of the Nissan uh, platforms uh, that are, you know, I mean, I'm not exclusively for, for drift, but I watch the numbers just pop on those cars and I'm like, <laughs> dude, you should have bought one years ago. Many <laughs> yeah, of you are saying the same. Is, oh, yeah. It's crazy what it's the 240 ins- has done, especially with drift. You know, it's, yeah. it's actually pushed the market for all original 240s up because people find them so easily modified for drifting. But then at the same time, if you modify a 240 specific for drifting, it's such a hot sport right now that you might actually get top dollar. So the importance of staying involved in your community is what's going to really teach you what's going to be the next car to buy, invest and resell. Yeah. You mentioned YouTube and what I what I think is really cool. And we're going to we're going to talk about the well, I'm not going to call it eclectic. But some of you conservatives out there may think, well, what the hell do we need a fashion show at a car show? <laughs> We're going to get to that, which is thinking out of the box, which is diversity, which is all inclusive, all of that kind of thing. Um, those that stood on the sidelines and thought, well, I really like to go, but I'm not going to be accepted. Those days are gone. Um, that dude in blue uh, was one of your featured guests. And what I like uh, that you guys uh, do there at Future Collector Car Show is that you have some awesome national guests. Yep. Talk about some of the guests that you've had. Of course, that yeah. dude in blue, YouTube. Fame. Yeah, we had that dude in blue. We also had a local um, motorsports driver, Sally McNulty. Um, she does a lot of Global Time Attack. And we had her, I think it was 2017. Um, and as of 2020, our most recent show, we had Fielding Shredder from um, that uh, that Overdrive. Netflix series. Yeah. yeah. Hyperdrive. Hyperdrive. Yeah. And- he, was, he was amazing. We actually got a, an opportunity to interview yes, him. And I don't I catch the show. It's on ranchnation.tv. We got it up, but he is an interesting fellow. And Definitely. you talk about a guy. Many of you think, oh, he's on TV. He's a uh, no man, modest beginnings. Yeah. Said yes to everything. <laughs> yes. He's yeah. a genuinely um, a good car person. Yeah, he and, is. Um, yeah. Through and through. And he's very open minded and he just loves people. Uh, so we were very thankful to have him on board and he was a perfect fit. Yeah. COVID has been pretty serious. It is serious. I think right now it's like COVID halftime, especially in the <laughs> desert. I don't think anything lives in 110, 120. Um, we've asked a few others. Certainly I bring up uh, Drew Alcazar. He said, no, 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 2020 we're not, or 21. We're not even thinking about 20. Right. Our good friend Stuart Sobeck out of Las Vegas, Vegas Concours, his what would have been second year, put on hold. Do you find the same within local meets or people – a little nervous or are we starting to open up a little bit? You um, think? you know, the, the lucky part about car people is, well, we have this big metal capsule that we can stay in and still hang out. So, um, there's still <laughs> been, <laughs> you can't get any more. <laughs> exactly. I love that. That's the safest way to, to really socialize. Right. So we've, I've actually seen an uptick in rallies, um, and, and car meets, but they're, you know, they're staying in their cars. They're kind of, you know, connecting in a technological way, but still in a physical way, you know, which is very interesting. So car people, as you know, just like you guys, um, they're creative and they're very resourceful. And technology is also keeping up with that as well. You know, you have uh, Facebook has rooms now that you can do. I saw that. Yeah. Reese, I'm like, oh, my God, another feature, another feature. But it's perfectly timed. You know, it it eliminates the need to have to download Zoom, send them a link. And this way you already have all your contacts in there. So you can do a Facebook group and uh, interact with your friends that way. You know, there's virtual meets, meet and greets are, are a thing. And now you can connect with people globally. It's not just, hey, I'm going to have a car show, but... You know, the guy in California can't make it, but now he can on a virtual level. Yeah, that's awesome. If you're just joining us, so we have the talented Rebecca Wynn, marketing manager and event coordinator, ClassicCars.com. Um, you started an uptick in traveling, you, and you just came back from Willow Springs, which is just north of L.A., about an hour. What was Rebecca doing <laughs> at Willow Springs? Which, which car... Or were you, what were you doing? I was doing photo and video. Um, So I'm very thankful because uh, my my boyfriend, Matt Sopa, he is heavily involved in the drifting community. Um, He also works with Formula Drift and he built a real wheel drive 
Ford Fusion that is powered by a 5.0 Coyote. What? Essentially a four-door <laughs> Mustang that has the suspension out of, I think, a S550 Mustang and as well as a S197 Mustang. Wow. You'll have to ask him the specifics, but... He is a drifter, and um, I support his passion as much as I can because it's part of mine. So he um, was part of a wonderful event that I am just, I get goosebumps thinking about it. It's called Jimmy Up, um, and it's put together um, by some very great people. Um, Mikey was the guy that I was dealing with, and he was running around asking people they were doing okay, but it was a, I guess what you would call a party event. It was at Willow Springs at Horse Thief, I believe is the actual track that it was part of. Um, and it was insane. It was, there was elevation changes, um, banked turns, and they were just going just ham on these turns and just flicking the car into drift. They were, you know, clutch kicking and all that crazy stuff that these drifters do. Um, but I had the beautiful chance to capture these moments that these drivers were doing. And I was in a caravan of 10 drivers, 10 Arizona drivers wow. all the way out there. So that nice. was inspirational. If you guys uh, want to check that uh, drift scene is huge. A lot of talent out of the drift scene. We've had a few on the show. JimmyUp.com. That was the third annual Matsuri Horse Thief Mile. And uh, where can we check out your photos? I want to send people some of your work. Is- yeah, absolutely. I posted okay. a few. Um, okay. None of the, the panning shots, but uh, okay. it's at RHN Media. Um, it's my initials, Media. So RHN Media. So you can find me on Instagram. My website is not up yet because, you know, I got 9 million projects and about only 90 seconds to do it. So, <laughs> Yeah, speaking of projects, um, a lot of you are salivating to get back to the, the big car shows. Uh, safe to say 21 is the year that we continue FCCS. Absolutely. Can you give us some secrets? What, <laughs> what got a you- couple of secrets. Yeah, definitely. Um, so we're actually going to be doing an FCCS digital um, to start. So in August 13th is the actual um, deployment date, I guess you could say, but the submissions are going to open soon. So we were originally going to do an FCCS LA because that's our next um, demographic. And we were doing it in conjunction with the Peterson Museum. They're a very long-term partner of ours. And uh, with everything going on, we couldn't do it. And um, the Peterson Museum came up with this brilliant idea called Peterson Car Week. Because Monterey Car Week isn't happening, um, at least not in the capacity that we want it to. Susie, so, we were supposed to be at Monterey. I think I we're going to we make some phone calls to the <laughs> Peterson right. folks. Yeah. yeah, so they're doing Peterson Car Week Digital. And um, we are a part of that. FCCS is a part of that. So we, what we are going to do on a global scale with them is um, accept submissions um, for a car that is going to qualify for one specific award. We're only going to do one uh, to keep it simple again. Um, the best of show, essentially the car that emulates a future collector car the most. So you're really, really striving for that good story. Um, so that's going to start opening up soon. So just follow us on Instagram. It's um, at future collector car show or at classiccars.com, D-O-T-C-O-M. Um, there's going to be announcement, announcements coming soon. And if you participated in the FCCS 2020, you still can virtually participate, but we're only picking 20 cars. Like we're thinking thousands of cars are going to submit and we're only picking 20 for this virtual. So, and if you win, uh, you get a golden ticket to participate in FCCS 2021. It's pretty exciting. What's a golden ticket? So the golden ticket basically, um, so FCCS, we unfortunately can't accept everyone. Um, so we tried to accept the top of the line of, um, people who emulate a future collector car, um, the most. So, that process, it's, there's a, a filtration, I don't want to say filtration, but there's a submission process. But if you win that golden ticket, you're automatically included to compete for the Best of Show winner of 2021, which is our prestigious award. Um, there's a lot of benefits that come with that. You become our essential poster child of um, FCCS. So we take you to all the events that we um, display at. Uh, we did Rodeo Drive Concours last year, as well as the Peterson's 20th anniversary and various other events. So you became, you become a booth car. And I feel like a lot of the show car owners, that's like the goal. If, you know, I want to be a SEMA booth car. That's a goal. So you're going to be our booth car for any event moving forward. That's awesome. Wow. There's a, that's a whole level of competition. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you get the gold ticket. But yep. you'll, as it, so you said uh, s- submissions are going to start soon, but August 13th is the... The actual uh, show. All right, so yeah. we're gonna we get that on Facebook. We'll yes. help promote. Uh, I think you guys dig it, man. Look, you ain't got enough zoomitis in your world. Don't worry. <laughs> get on digitally, and I like that. 
That's you have to compete on really a global scale. Global. Yeah. So if That's you're cool. in Algeria, I know some of you listen to Wrench Nation. You're out there in the northern area of <laughs> Africa. Um, what I'm saying is, though, when we have a correction to an economy, I'm not saying fully, 08 was a little different, September 11 was a little different. What happens to us? We get invention. Mm-hmm. How many got lazy? Things were flying high for you right before all this stuff. <laughs> now you're like, ooh, got to dust off the brain and get creative. I think the digital viewing is incredible. Barrett Jackson, Russo and Steel, starting a whole new division and, and going off on that direction. Classiccars.com. Are you opposed to digital? I'm talking to the baby boomers now. I want you to reach out, get on a Wrench Nation Facebook. Are you opposed to that? No, I'm not going to do that. I'd like to hear your input. And the reason why I'd like to hear is because guess what? It's all about making things better. Can we say that, Rebecca? That's Absolutely. your world, right? That's and my I mantra. Think, yeah, and I think traditionally we've kind of locked a ton of people out because this was it. Now, don't feel offended. Some of you have got a work in progress, and maybe you couldn't make it. It's okay. You can still show up and attend as an enthusiast. Watch that. And you'll learn and take away a bunch of stuff. You know, another nice thing we don't talk about a lot is the networking of resources. Absolutely. You remember forums, right? Yeah. We're basically bringing forums to life. We're bringing you some of the best builders, the best collectors um, in, in your area, your region, for you to just reach out and say, hey, how did you do this? That's the best way to start. That's the best way to start. So um, don't, I definitely like agree with you. Don't, don't feel offended, um, but we are definitely trying to support the passion. You know, it's like that uh, skinny guy or girl walking in a gym. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> you, you walked into the gym. That's the first step as you go. That's, right. that's a bad example, Frank, probably. But that's kind of what I'm thinking. Well, let's, uh, let's switch it up a little bit. Um, what advice, you know, you're, you're engaged in, in the community I have um, a vehicle. I want to sell it. What could I be doing wrong by the way I market it to reduce my ability to get the best price? Definitely um, being honest, I think, is the most effective way to sell a vehicle Um, and being descriptive and and also utilizing the resources you have available, you know, photos, photos. Uh, we've we've statistically determined that at least 22 photos is the minimum. And as I'm browsing Facebook Marketplace or ClassicCars.com, um, I definitely see the difference in quality of listing. So it's really a quality of listing that shows that not only did you care about how you put this listing together, you probably really cared about the car. So Attention I feel like, to detail. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So yeah. I feel like I would be, feel more comfortable, you know, Buying a vehicle from someone that you can tell they know a lot about this car. They probably took very well care of it because they know a lot. And so that reflects directly on your listing. So take good pictures, write a good description, make sure to really understand the history of the car, and then understand your market. Um, when it comes to future collector cars, it's it's such a flexible market. So how do you really price an all-original Miata with only 24,000 miles, right? Well, there is a way to kind of go about it, but you have to be patient and you have to be involved in your community because it's very rare that you have any data that supports, you know, what kind of price point you're going to put on it. So pay attention to the community, consult some of the people that are, you know, have been in it for a while and you'll you'll definitely figure that portion of it out. Yeah, that comes together. Um, yeah, definitely. So Susie, you got a Honda Prelude. <laughs> that's a <future> Maybe. classic <laughs> I, yeah i know I'm thinking, you just put the clutch in it uh motor's tight dual overhead cam yep little four banger things i remember that car when it came out it was an awesome yeah and it still is and i've always wanted one but i have a suggestion for your honda prelude what change out those foggy headlight lenses <laughs> <laughs> something simple I'll restore them you know <laughs> i don't think cracks. i want to restore them i think i want to replace them but frank you keep teasing me about the fashion show and we haven't finished oh that let's one. finish it <laughs> oh we, we got a, we got a few minutes let's talk about that because i think that adds a different vibe and element why a fashion show mm-hmm. well so there's a little backstory on that so when i started photography i was doing automotive and i felt like i really wanted to get into portrait but I couldn't connect with the subject very well. So I actually started doing some freelance modeling so I could understand what the subject would actually feel when they have the camera in front of them and how I can guide them. So I started getting involved in the fashion industry here in Arizona and I met a great group of people 
um, called Luxon City. So they actually organize a lot of the events in conjunction to some of the big fashion influencers of Arizona. So uh, Arizona Foothills Magazine, Phoenix Fashion Week. So I connected with them and said, hey, I had this great idea. I was at a Porsche grand opening of a few years back and they had a bunch of models from um, an agency walk through the, the event with the new uh, Porsche gear. And I thought that was, that was such a great touch. And so I reached out to them and said, what can we do to collaborate? And they are some very creative individuals, Luxon City, and they, we collaborated to create this concept. And essentially it was a fashion show uh, highlighting designers of Arizona. And the winner was then featured into Phoenix Fashion Week's um, March event. So it, again, another contest feature and it just all just really worked really well. We had some of the stylists um, style a model that kind of looked inspired by the best of show winner of the previous year. So that's something we're going to continue year over year as well. That's amazing. Rubber skirts. <laughs> no, I just, I, I digged it. We were out there, you know, we were, we were kind of doing our little uh, mobile studio thing. And I, it just reminded me like a lot of you can relate uh, some of you, New York, Chicago, LA, San Francisco, back in the eighties. It, it was, it was just a everything and it, you could stretch it. And I love that. I think to see that in the in the car community is huge. Because what are we doing? We're not only complimenting uh, the main face value of talking to other enthusiasts, looking at cars, but we're opening a whole nother line as well as industry. And that's what we do. We cross promote. Right. We help others. And I'm interested to see next year's what what this model is going to. Because last year you had the Godzilla. Was it the Nissan that took like? Oh, last year's Best of Show? Yeah. Uh, it was actually a Subaru. Subaru, uh, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, a WRX STI. And um, when you think about design, it translates to everything. That driver is probably going to be wearing some sort of apparel, either be it a racing suit or, you know, the, the latest and greatest in, de- you know, design. And there's also, you know, the, the shoes and everything. So it really just crosses completely. And um, the design factor, we really want to support the other avenues, like you said, for the future generations of collectors. You know, just because you're passionate about cars doesn't mean you're in the industry. You know, maybe you're in the fashion industry and you just love design. And that translates. Everybody has a different reason. And we're just trying to give everybody another reason to love cars. Right on, future collector, carshow.com. Get on the website, check it out. Classiccars.com. You may have a ride you want to sell. Probably one of the best outlets where you can go in and seriously get in front of uh, some serious sellers and buyers. That's just a, it's a whole great community there. Uh, and then hashtag uh, Frank Charlie Charlie Sam FCCS. All things FCCS. I know that you have a vehicle right now that you would like to take to a car show don't give up hope in fact a lot of you are tinkering overtime because you're stuck at home <laughs> it's car quarantine is what i say it's not a covid quarantine but apparently i got to change my headlights out to take it. care of those <laughs> headlights but in honor to have a marketing manager and event coordinator rebecca win classiccars.com you rock, man. Thank you so <laughs> Thank much you for so hanging much. with us. Yeah. And if you guys have caught uh, poor, really late portions of the show, you know you can get on your favorite iTunes, Spotify, any podcast player. Uh, this show will be uploaded uh, Sunday. And, of course, KFNX 90.7. Uh, all you weekend listeners, we appreciate it. Uh, hanging out with the show. We love your show input. If you know a rock star mechanic, uh, I'd like to have, we have a mic open. We always love to highlight uh, you guys in the service bay. As I tell you every week, be safe, hug each other, and never forget to hug a mechanic.